Welcome to the AgriCast, the Penis. podcast at agrogamer.com. This is episode 59, and I'm your host, Michael Camacho, and my cohorts in crime, as always, are Brian Benley, and I'm sorry, I just fired Ben. <laughs> Perfect. <Done. laughs> and Ben wins here, too. So. <laughs> and he's <Yeah>. here, too. <laughs> sorry, hey, guys. You deserve it for what you said. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I told you I was going to do it, so. Ah, oh, see, plotting while I'm away. I could have stopped you, but I didn't. Yeah. So, how are we doing? It's been a bit. Yeah, I think uh, it's been a couple weeks, right? Unless this goes up quick, then everybody's going to be like, damn, quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like yesterday. We got one. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, got one yesterday. What the hell? Uh, um, it could be better right now. Just a lot of things going on at the moment. So Yeah, I saw. It. <laughs> you saw? <laughs> yeah, that that status on Facebook has got to stop changing. Um, uh, I I, I, th- I think that's that's it. But just say no. We're, we're, yeah, just we're, say we're, no, dude. It's like okay, listen to Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Right. <laughs> no, we're 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 good. We're still friends and everything. It's Leave it at that. that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's all I'm gonna say. So <laughs> you're not gonna drag it out. You know what we need to have? We need to no. have the wind no. hitch, like like hitch, like pitch hitch. We need to have a wind hitch. No, we could make, we could call it the win win. No, <laughs> yes, that is awesome. <laughs> We're gonna so. call it the win win. Oh God, oh, win a date with Ben Win, so win win. <laughs> just shoot me now, please. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's yes. the best idea ever. So everybody out there, if you know some single ladies in the Michigan area, no. Agrocast at agrogamer.com. God. For now, I'm going to set up win win. (laughs) (laughs) Win win Win-win.com. Oh, God. Win win at agrogamer.com. That's going to be fantastic. (laughs) If anyone has out there has a deagle, please send it over to my way with one bullet. That'd be great. Oh, you might live through the one bullet. You never know. <laughs> if anyone has a podcast I can transfer to, uh, let me know. That's what he's saying. <laughs> win, win. <laughs> no, not yet. Don't, don't email that one yet. Just for now. Agricast. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's funny. <laughs> uh, for me, it's been uh, just really busy uh, with work and stuff. I put in probably like 50-some hours last week. Um, so I've just been really busy with that, and it was just kind of nice to have last weekend of just de- decompressing for once. And um, So my uh, my boss got fired, so I'm kind of doing his job and my job. So it's... Are you happy about that or no? Um, well, except for the part where I'm not getting paid extra. But, I mean, you were getting kind of slammed because of him. Yeah, well, um, it's what happens when you, you know, disappear for a week and don't tell anyone. Uh, Surprise, you might get fired. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, he was really actually, he was a good guy. Like, don't, you know, like, I'm not going to, like, just, you know, rag on him. But he he was a good guy. Just, it was just a bad situation. Yeah. um, So, I mean, I hope hope he's well, you know, and I wish him the best, but... You know, I'm the one that kind of got screwed in the deal, so um, I'm just happy to get. I'm feel like I'm starting to get back on top of, you know, like be in yeah. front of what I have to do. So 
Um, that's really that's really about it for Time me. Time to step up to get that promotion to be the boss. That's what you know. Honestly, I've had some people who have told me that I should just apply for that position, and I'm kind of thinking about it. Who knows? I would. More money, course, dude. dude. Yeah. What's the worst? What's the worst <clears throat> that could happen? I don't get it. Exactly. So, well, that's it. What about uh, what about you guys? It's tax season. <laughs> yes, it is. I just got all that stuff in, and I'm going over to since I just bought a house this past year. I'm going over to my dad's to have him actually help me file it this year, so I can see what's going on. Um, since not only do I have to do the whole thing with like interest on the tax form. Right. I also have that $8,000 tax credit coming in, yeah. but I'm only going to get, like, I think 33% of it because I made too much over 70000 Ooh. Which sucks, but at the same time, it's like, well, I made this much over, so can I complain? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a catch-22. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, but I made this. Oh, shit, but I don't get this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Other than that, I'm sure you can guess what I what I've been playing, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> really, I, I couldn't have guessed. Fat, 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 fat. Splat. Oh, our game of the year article's up. That's right. <laughs> Everybody, that. check it out. Yeah, it was up a little late. I kind of wrote the article and then left it on my computer at work and forgot to send it to my home email. You know, we should, we should probably uh, talk about that a little bit, but let's see how Ben's doing first. Yeah. What? Oh, um, school, pretty much, and just homework and playing games, you know. That, other than that, um, I have a job interview next Monday, actually, uh, nice. with, uh, with Zappos.com. Uh, actually, it's going to be a, my very first... My very first Skype interview, actually. So that's going to be very interesting. Hopefully I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, like being embarrassed at what you do. Yeah, you better lock the door to your room so your parents don't walk in. Bitch! You'll be like, shut up, I want to I want interview. <laughs> it's like, uh, is that your mom? <laughs> um, no. Yes. <laughs> Is that your hot sister? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, that was win-win. <laughs> Make sure you send all the emails to win-win at aggregamer.com. Aggregamer.com. Oh, Aggregamer. so This I is just know. a win-win situation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, oh, I love the bad episode. jokes. Also, if anyone's got a deagle out there, please make sure you send it over to my way. <laughs> D-Eagle with one bullet at aggregamer.com. <laughs> <laughs> I hope these people really don't email these things. No, I think, uh, if anything, they're just going to turn the podcast off. I don't blame them. No, I don't either. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, Game of the Year thing real quick. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... One, I think the big news on the game of the year was something that you actually already brought up to um, Runic Games. Yeah. Um, Torchlight was what five out of the six of us? Or? Five out of six people that picked up PC game of the year. It was uh, the it was the PC game of the year. The only person was uh, um, David picked Champions Online. Probably he may have not have played Torchlight. So. Oh, it's four out of five actually because Kevin didn't have a PC game. Yeah, Kevin didn't have one. So four of the four of the what? Oh, we have. Mike, they, uh, me, 
Ben. That's six. And then uh, Corey is six. One, yeah, that's we don't have Ben anymore. Five. Remember? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I was. I apparently can't count. So, um, at least hey, I learned to read. <laughs> yeah. uh, I work in the accounting department. Or finance department. <laughs> now, Uncharted Two also got four votes. I never played Uncharted Two. I picked it because it's, I guess, the cream of the crop for the PS3. But that's not saying much considering my frustrations with the game. I picked it because I thought it was a really good game, regardless of what my complaint about. I I buy I I was actually able to bypass all that and actually finish the game, and because I thought the the story story was actually really intriguing. Well, it's always nice to go in after people complain because then you have lower expectations. <laughs> well, I I had high expectations for the game anyways to begin with. Actually, I think I set mine too high, and I was just like, "Fuck this game." The other one was New Super Mario Brothers. We got three votes. Yeah, it will. On Wii, it really was the best game. I disagree, but... Um, David picked Mad World. I never played it. I enjoyed Mad World, but I just got to a point where I just stopped caring. Yeah, I went with Muramasa. Just yeah, because yeah. I prefer... I don't know, I prefer the style of game more than anything. I mean, hell, it was my E3 game of the year, so... Or game of show. It's uh, wrapped on my uh, on my shelf. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way that game looks. It, I couldn't believe that it was a Wii game. It looks like it could have been on the PS3 or the 360. That's high praise. Yep. Um, Xbox game of the year was very... There's only three people that actually have a 360, so Ben... You and Kevin both chose Left 4 Dead 2, which, for those who are wondering, we allowed a game that's also on PC be a choice for an exclusive on a console, as long as that's the only console it came out on. So, we had two for Left 4 Dead 2, I chose Halo 3. Uh, PS3 for you, Brian, was Killzone 2. Yeah. See, Actually, if anything, I now in retrospect, maybe I should have changed it to... Uh, uh, honestly, Fat Princess or Flower, I I played those more. Yeah, but those are download. Them. Yeah. Well, they're still PS3 exclusive. Well, let's give Ben a chance to... Cool. You were about to say something. Well, like, I wanted... It was a toss-up between Halo, ODST, and Left 4 Dead 2. And I'm like, I had to think about it. And I'm like, I played through both. And I was like, well, not really all the way through, but I played both of them. And I'm like, which one was a better game? And ODST, as as a writer was, Left 4 Dead 2 was a bit better. So that's why my Xbox game of the year was Left 4 Dead 2. Because I couldn't, I I just couldn't see myself picking ODST. I I just couldn't. Did Valkyria Chronicles come out last year? No. No. Oh, okay. I must have looked that up already because I yeah. picked that. But I yeah. that. I played that a lot yeah. last year. I actually picked Flower as my download game of the year across all platforms. Um, I just thought it was a very relaxing experience. Um, it was different. I liked that. It didn't feel like anything else I had played. And it, like I said, I could sit on the couch after like a stressful day and just start 
going with the wind with the flower petals, and it's it sounds very uh, effeminate, but damn good game. And I hope to see more things like that. Well worth the ten dollars. I yeah. really, I really enjoyed it, but I just loved Plants vs Zombies too much to not, to not pick that. Oh yeah, we we were playing that for like how how many weeks in a row? Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like one of those games where it's like I I would wake up in the morning, play one board, and then have to do whatever I had to do for that day because I, it's too addicting. Yeah, I could sit there for like hours and just play through the game. Yeah. It, I mean, I'll, I'll still even go back and, you know, and uh, load up the game and, you know, play play a couple rounds or two. Just for just for the hell of it. Yeah, Batman Arkham Asylum got a couple multi-platforms. Brian, you had the only rhythm game on here with Beatles Rock Band as multi-platform. Yeah, just because I love yeah. the Beatles. Ben was the only one to choose Assassin's Creed 2. See, I... I I like the story that was in it. Um, just the gameplay, I thought was was really really good. And for I played it on the 360, but yeah. you know I, I didn't experience it on the on the PS3 or yeah. or PCs. But I you know I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. The, the storyline really brought me in into its world, so I like it. Yeah. That's why it was my multi platform game of the year. Yeah, Corey and I both picked Dragon Age Origins. Big surprise. Ooh. <laughs> if that would probably be my overall game of the year if I could if we chose one. I'm kind of glad we didn't though. Cause... I agree, I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad we broke it down with each individual picks. Like I said in the thing, it's like I don't want to have like six people trying to vote for titles. Just let's here's what we thought. Yeah. Go from there. Um I kind of branched out on a couple of these picks. Um I had DS game of the year Suikoden and Tear Crease. It came out earlier in the year. Um, kind of was like a love it or hate it against Suikoden fans because it didn't stick to the exact formula. But I thought overall, minus the voice acting, it was very well done, and the story was very good. It really entranced me, and they're finding all the hundred eight stars and really trying to take down the um enemy. And that one was really good. Um, and then I chose Fate Unlimited Coach Portal, which was a download for the PSP, but it was at $30, so it was more of a full game. Um, yeah, apparently only four of us voted DS Game of the Year. The other two, uh, Corey and Kevin, seem to have uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Yeah, which, which eventually I, came out multi-platform, but it came out so late, Yeah, it mostly got ignored anyway. On the PSP, <laughs> and I was so mad. I'm still, I'm still bitter about that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't vote. Kevin did pick PSP game um, as Re- Resistance Retribution. Interesting choice. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was fun. Um, it was interesting to see how they set up a first-person shooter with the um, one stick face buttons. Yeah, that was tough to get used to, but it did enough of auto aiming for you that it didn't feel cheap but it felt like you were still somewhat in control. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you chose Legend of Zelda. Shocker. <laughs> Nintendo fanboy. Uh, come on. <laughs> uh, you might call me a Zelda fanboy. I, I would I would probably agree with that. Okay. Well, you know me and my Bioware fanboyism, so I chose that one. Yep. Ben, you and... Um, David and David Corey. David and Corey all picked Little Big Planet for PSP Game of the Year. 
Yeah, I was actually surprised that the three of us picked Little Big Planet. I, I thought I was I was going to be the only one for that one. I don't one, think but... there was really a lot of games that really came out for the PSP that really stood out. Not yeah. It, see, it was really rough for games for the PSP. I mean. Sure, I mean, there was Final Fantasy Dis- um, Dissidia and, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed and, and was it? I don't think God of War came out that last year, did it? I think it came uh-huh. the year before. But it but it, it was like, it, it was like really nitpicking. Yeah. Well, DJ, if I had a runner-up to Fade and Little Coast Portable, I would have gone with DJ Max Fever. See, I didn't play that and I, I just didn't have any interest with it. Yeah, see, I'm not much of a rhythm game fan like that, but I had a lot of fun with it, and I like the music, the very Korean pop, J-pop style of music they have on it, so. Oh, is it is it mostly K-pop, J-pop in there, or? Um, now the versions from Korea have a lot of K-pop, like original oh, yeah. K-pop. The one that came out here is kind of like original type songs. Oh. They didn't use a lot of the K-pop, unfortunately. But I have the Classicwide edition, which is awesome. <laughs> Always love songs from that group. Yeah. Probably leaving Brian a little lost. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not too familiar with the uh, K-pop scene. Yeah, Classic Y is a Korean pop trio who aren't really pop. They're a mixture of kind of like dance, but they do it in a very different way. In a very orthodox way. <laughs> yeah, in a very unorthodox way. Like, it's very... Different. They mix up many different styles to make their own unique sound, and I guess that's it's, it's probably the reason they got their own version of the game. But it was a lot of fun. I actually picked that up at Otakon this past year. Nice. How much you spent on that? Sixty. Oh dear God. Imports, man. <laughs> I know, man. It oh, no. sucks. I don't yeah. know. So, and I think I was the only one that played an import game, so I went with Lucky Star Idol Meister. Big surprise! <laughs> yeah, no, no Lucky no Star, problem. right? I was like, what? <laughs> well, basically, it was like Lucky Star parroting the Idol Master games that came mm-hmm. out earlier in the year for PSP. But it stars the Lucky Star cast, and it, you got to really know Japanese, but at the same time, if you're just into the cast, it's kind of fun to try to guess and play around with it. <laughs> so I had fun with that. So Those are our picks. Hey, we hope you guys enjoyed seeing it, and... I know a lot of people are probably wondering. I know Boricua Storm came in and was like, hey, no Modern Warfare 2? Interesting. I have to say, Modern Warfare 2 was a good game. I just don't think it was as good as Call of Duty 4. And I don't find it as like a Game of the Year candidate this year. There's too much coming out. I find it funny with everything that pushed itself back to not go against Modern Warfare 2. I haven't seen Modern Warfare 2 grab a lot of awards this year from a lot of sites. No. Unless it dealt with multiplayer. It dealt with the multiplayer aspects of it. No, I agree. I mean, I just covered out there. I'm like, it's a good multiplayer game, but the single player for me was a bit too short for my taste. But, I mean, it's definitely up there with, with like, top five games of 2009, maybe. With, with like, you know, everything else that, that they came out last year. I last year was just it just seemed like okay here's all the games that you can ever think of that you probably want to play yeah. and it was just like one game after another and we just couldn't keep up with what with the amount of games that, that just came out last year yeah I mean sure it started off slow with like but with, with like Killzone 2 and whatnot in the beginning of the year but other than that it, 
it certainly picked up after E3 from like August on. Yeah, I am disappointed in your kills on two pick, Brian, because that game sucked. <laughs> Did not suck. Hey, I'm running around. Wait, why am I looking at everybody's stomachs? Uh, why is this doorknob above my head? Oh, we didn't do QA testing. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, stuff like that should not get past QA or even the developers themselves. How do you not test out the game and go, why am I looking in this guy's stomach? Maybe we should move the camera up a little. I just was like, how does that get past any of the testing in-house, QA, or whatever? I don't know, maybe somebody who, maybe whoever wins the tester will be able to figure that out. Yay, something else to watch CGM. No. (laughs) I didn't watch that shit called, whatever, what was that called? Oh, come on, it was funny in that it's a total disaster. What was it called? The the Ultimate Gamer? Oh my god, they're coming out with a second fucking season! No, here's the thing though, this is what I don't get, right? How can you call yourself an ultimate gamer if all you're going to play is Xbox 360 games? Yep. Because they're probably sponsored. It doesn't matter. If you're going to be call yourself an ultimate gamer, you need to play all platforms. Yeah. 360, PS3, PC, and um, portables. Yeah. Well, I'll give Sony credit. At least with the testers, they're giving it to you for free over PSN. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I'd love to see the download numbers on that shit. The first episode will have a good amount. <laughs> Everything after that's going to keep going down and down. And people will be like, I just don't give a shit. Again, it's one of those things where I really think they missed it by not just having it only in a um, thing at home. I agree. I, I don't get it. it I'm like, what? <laughs> just have it on in home where they have to go in. Look. The whole PS3 should be home. That's the thing. The whole PS3, when you boot up that PS3, you should be thrown in the home. And you access everything you want to do, games, whatever, through things in your little house or whatever. That would be interesting, And you bring friends in when you want to jump into games. Yep. But the problem with home is they don't force you to use it. Yeah. So people are like, well, fuck it. This is easier. I know it's more difficult to do it through home, but if they made that the only way you could do it, people would fucking use it, and it would get better. Because people would start to like it the more they play it. Right now, I have no use for it because nobody else uses it, so I don't give a shit. It's just a bunch of dudes running around with, like, female avatars. You can see the cheesy grin on my face right now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking in my head, and I'm like, he's probably got this huge grin on his face right now. (laughs) I would never... Yeah, yeah. Speaking of avatars, my avatar on 360 is currently in Mass Effect uniform. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you paid money for that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get somebody to... Somebody at BioWare is going, oh, oh, that was nice, thanks. So, Mike. before the, we talk about that topic, Brian, let's... You go first on what we've been playing. Uh, I've only been playing. Well, God, that's right, because the whole thing's giving me another Mass Effect fat fest. Um, uh, well, of course, I've been playing Lord of the Rings online. I've actually kind of gotten a little bit more into the uh, obsessive area again, so I've been kind of playing that a lot. Um, also put in a few hours into Chrono Trigger last night while I 
watched my uh, computer do a system scan, a uh, virus scan in safe mode, because my computer blue screened and then it, and then it froze on the restart. So um, I was kind of worried, so I quickly threw it in a safe mode and did a scan. So I got to play a lot of uh, Chrono Trigger. Uh, I just got the uh, time warp ship, uh, the the time traveling ship. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I called it the uh, well because I only had six characters. I called it the flux capacitor because um, it's what makes time travel possible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm that guy. Yeah. I can so um, other than that, I've been playing uh, the um, salt shooter from Sodium One in PS Home. And uh, I, I will say that uh, it is actually one of the more fun places to go in home. It actually gives you stuff to do. Um, there are achievements in it. So um, it, it, I just have a blast just going in. And uh, you can uh, go in there, and there's the salt shooter game, which does cost $5 to actually play the game. You can do the training thing for free, but... Uh, if you actually do want to play that, you can. Uh, I I really enjoy it. I really like it a lot. There's a lot of good things to it, and it actually got a lot better once I uh, figured out how to. Once I actually read the bottom of the screen, that told me how to upgrade my weapons and stuff. Yeah. Because I was getting owned, and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm not getting any better. I should be like leveling up or something. And then I realized that um, at the bottom it says press square to upgrade. And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and the surprise, I started winning levels again once I upgraded my weapons and uh, and uh, shields and stuff. So uh, that's a lot of fun. You can go and uh, use uh, stomp uh, fiber score like these uh, mag like mechanical scorpions. And at first, you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of dumb, where you have to like sneak up on the scorpions and stomp them. And then all of a sudden, I found I was just doing it over and over again. And I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for like an hour now. <laughs> and I, I would like I'm enjoying this way, way, way too much. Plus they have a ton of achievements in Sodium One that are tied to scorpion stomping, so you're like, Okay, I I just need a few more and I can I'll have you know I'll have reached this achievement. So like the achievement horror in me is like going berserk. And I think the only achievement I don't have at the moment is uh pincushion, which is get stung a thousand times. I'm at hundred and seven. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So, so um I'm trying to not just log on just so I can keep getting stung. That that seems like a dumb idea. Um, they also have a bar that um, you can go and you can either, there's a mini game to either make a drink as a bartender and, or drink a drink as a customer. So if a customer is standing there and they order a drink, then a bar, one of the people who are playing bartender have to go and make that drink for them. And then they have a mini game for them to drink it. While you're doing all these things, they give you uh, sodium credits, which you can buy. They have, like, you know, little goofy things you can put into home. Um, so it's not like anything, you know, that would already cost money and you can get it for free because you do this. But uh, maybe that might be something that they'll look forward, they might look to doing in the future. So I, I just, I don't really pay too much about, pay too much attention about getting sodium credits, but I'm really just enjoying myself. And, you know, it's free unless you pay for the salt shooter game, which is $5. Um, so I guess I'll just do on the deal right now, which is go into home and go get the, go down, go visit the sodium one place inside of PS home. Okay. It is a shitload of fun. 
You're about the only person I know that even goes in the home. I normally don't. They had a uh, get the free mag t-shirts, like get the uh, one for Valor, one for Raven, and one for Sever. So I went and did that, and while I was there, I was like, what the hell is this glowing ball thing? So I went into it, and it was a warp to Sodium 1, and then I, I downloaded and then bought the game and just have been having fun there ever since. Cool. So that's really about it, uh, and and that was on the DL. So. All right. I think you're up next, Mike. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with the three other games I've been playing before we get to the fourth one. Um, first, I've been playing a while. I don't remember last episode. What was I at, around 31 or so, 43 maybe? Something around there. Yeah, I think that's right. I went up about 15 levels in like six hours. Jeez. A <laughs> uh, friend of my my friend Justin, his friend who's in the guild, came and took us to I believe it was Stratholm, and um, basically leveled us up that quickly. Damn. Like, we were just going in there. He was killing everything around us. Things are going. We're just picking up loot. He's killing, picking up loot, killing. We're getting experience, leveling up about... At first, we were doing about every, two levels every run. Then we were doing a level each run. Um, we'd go back, sell all the loot that we found. Um, so we were just doing that. One funny thing was, we jumped out of the... Um, the instance. And <laughs> there was a horde guy standing there. His friend, because he's a level 80, and this guy's like a level 50, he just goes, boom, dead. Because <laughs> we just popped out, and he's standing there, and the guy's like, boom, dead. And he gave me an achievement for honorable kill. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so what does that mean? Like you were standing there, and you let someone else kill him? <laughs> yeah, Pretty much, yeah. We were laughing, because it was like, man, that guy didn't stand a chance. He was probably sitting there waiting for somebody to show up. Oh, someone showed up all right. Yeah. <laughs> So here comes like three alliance guys popping out, boom! Killed you. Um, he was probably AFK too. Yeah. Nah, he was he was like you could see him turning, looking around. Oh god! <laughs> and we came out jumping out of the instance like ah! <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I finally got my first death in PvP. I was running in um the Arathi Highlands, just doing some mining and skinning, getting my uh, stuff up. And I'm running along, I'm like, oh, there's another mine, and I'm going to da, da, da. Next thing I know, I get sucked back. And I get, boom, one hit, two hits, and my health's already half down. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stand here. I'm not going to bother you see, you get sucked back. I'm guessing that was a death knight. Yes. <laughs> but he's run, he had to have been like a 70, because to take three hits <clears throat> to kill a level 60, or four or five hits to kill a level 60, couldn't have been an 80. Because yeah. literally, it was like... He hit me twice, and I was down to, like, half health, and he hit me three more times. But I didn't even bother fighting. I was like, I'm not going to do shit. So <laughs> I just stood there. I was like, come on, fucking kill me, asshole. Luckily, oh, I'm, I'm a rogue. He's an asshole. Yeah. Nice. Hey, I didn't do kill the other guy. <laughs> yeah, it was honorable. I have yet to kill anybody in PvP. I've seen people 20 to 30 levels lower than me, and I, they'll see me and start running the other way, and I'll just wave. Because <laughs> I'm just out there usually doing my thing. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, let me go fuck this guy's day up. I don't want to be bothered. I'm not going to bother somebody. Oh, else. no, that's that. No, I'm that guy. I'm sure you are. I'm not. I I play nice. Because I've seen people who are skinning and doing things, and I'm like, I'm just going to leave them alone. I got my own things to do. And they. So when I came back to my body, I, I love being a rogue, because it was like, res, vanish. 
<laughs> and I hit my sprint and vanished and ran. Nice. I was like, I don't know where this asshole is. Let me just go hide for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if um, if he was nearby you, he could still see you because he's so high up in level. But that's why I put a sprint on. Well, yeah. So if I get far, far enough away, he can't see me. So. So just did that. I'm still at level 60. <laughs> Um, because I took some time off from playing that. Uh, just got in Lich King, so I might be making my own Death Knight at some point. But, um, other than that, I've been playing two DS games recently. I played some Fantasy Star Zero. It's very much like Fantasy Star Online. And it's a lot of fun on the DS. And I have to say, it was kind of... Interesting to see it brought over the DS. Still kind of like the same graphics, too, from the Dreamcast, almost. Not as clear. But if you've played Fantasy Star Online or any of those games, you've played this game. So if you like that, it's great to run through, grind, kill things, pick up loot. Um, I got to the first dragon, and I got my ass whooped. I got fucked up. (laughs) So it's a game that's meant to be played even online with the DS, but if you don't, play online with it or know people that you can link up with, I have to say, don't bother unless you're willing to just sit there and grind out levels and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, it's fun, but you definitely, it's just like the other Fantasy Star Online games, it's better with friends. Um, other than that, I've been playing Sands of Destruction. Very interesting game from Sega, you're not the typical whiny person who's destined to save the world. Mm. Instead, you're kind of like this whiny person destined to destroy the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Do I have to? See, the problem, the reason why I say whiny is because they have English voice actors. Mm. And they make it sound so horrible. Everybody sounds like they're fucking whining. I just, I'm struggling to get through it. I think, I keep reading, some reviews are saying it's just very generic and boring. Some say it's actually interesting, but I'm like, I can't get past this voice acting. And you can't skip some of the dialogue, especially when they're voice acting. And it drives me insane. I can't be like, okay, I've read it. I don't want to fucking listen to you talk anymore. I've read it. I've read it. Go! So it's almost like playing Star Ocean in a way. Yeah, but you can't skip anything. Well, yeah. Which makes me like, like I'm literally like banging every button on the DS, like, come on, let me skip this motherfucking shit. <laughs> like, it's bad. I don't think I'll make it through it. I'll probably trade it off before I finish because I just can't. I hate bad voice acting. I really hate bad voice acting. So it's all right if you can get past the voice acting. You don't mind the bad dubs. Check it out. Um, combat's very interesting. Is it? I have read that. It's very easy once you build up your skills, which can happen fairly early on. Um, so, other than that, I've been playing one of the best games I've ever played. Oh, jeez. Mass Effect 2. I'm going to make this spoiler free, or as best as possible. <laughs> um, but if anybody you don't want to hear this at all, you may want to skip ahead a bit. Um, so I got Mass Effect 2, and I popped it in, and the importing your character is really cool. 
basically, if you've played through Mass Effect 1 and you've even done it multiple times, it's not your last save that gets transferred over. So you get to choose? Yeah, every single playthrough that you finished, it basically, because you started over again with, like, it's like a, your story plus. Like, you're starting anew, but with all your bonus powers and stuff. So when you go through, like, my first one was Paragon, second one was Renegade, then the last one was like, I gotta hit level 60 and max out credits. Which I did. But it let me choose between any of those three. As long as you finish, you can choose one of those characters. Nice. So, that was really cool. Um, and it'll tell you, did you save Rex or not from the first, or did, did Rex survive from the first one? Did the council survive? And it tells you these yes or no's, basically, what happened. Um, like, who did, who lived, Caden or Ashley, blah, blah, blah. Um, and finally, any of the side missions you've done throughout and people you've met, you'll meet some of them in the game here and there. And sometimes at your terminal that you have on the ship, you'll get like messages from these people saying, hey, thanks, I just want to send my thanks out to you. You really helped me back then. Hmm. Glad to hear you're alive or stuff like that. Yeah. So... That's really cool, and all I have to say is the continuity between this game. This is like a true sequel. This is like, here's the end of Mass Effect 1, here's the beginning of Mass Effect 2. There's very little time lapse there. I mean, and they continue the story perfectly, and the way they set it up, Ben, you will agree with this, the first 5 to 10 minutes of that game is fucking epic. 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 Totally new level. Like, this is like, I've never started a game and been like, holy shit, this is it, fucking awesome. It, it's like watching the movie. Yeah. It's like you're Except part you get to of, participate. You, you, like, you, you, you feel like you're part of this game, and like the first five to ten minutes of the game, you're so immersed yeah. into, this, into the world where... You just you just want to keep on playing and playing and playing. It doesn't matter how late at night or how early in the morning that you have the game on. You just want to keep on playing. And so trying to keep the spoiler free, as you start this one, you're kind of starting fresh with a new crew and stuff. And basically you're going through the recruiting stages of getting these people, but the recruiting doesn't all happen right away. Like, you don't feel like you... Okay, I've gotten everybody already. Holy crap, that was easy. Um, it's not as easy to recruit people. You kind of have to do a little more. The missions are a little longer. Um, as you get them, there's these things called loyalty missions later on. They'll be like, hey, I really want to get... I really want to get this, like, cleaned up, or I really need to put some tie up some loose ends here and you've really helped them out and it shows like a personal side to every single person no matter how badass they are or how annoying they may be to you they're not by the end of that like I felt a connection to each character that was on my um, team like it really shows a different side to everybody oh yeah you, you can you feel it and you can see it in, in like the way that the that they're, you know, portraying themselves. I mean, you, you, you just talked about bad voice acting. Mass Effect 2 has the, one of the best voice actors oh, around. Dude. The they amount just, of people they have. They've got Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica, mm -hmm. Seth Green's back, Martin Sheen, um, 
Yvonne, whatever, I can't remember her last name, from the girl from Chuck. Oh, so um, Housky. Yeah, which Miranda looks just like her. The whole time, every time I saw a commercial, I was like, who the fuck is that? They took somebody's face, and it was the actual voice actor that used the face. Same with um, Martin Sheen. The role he plays, the elusive man, looks like Martin Sheen a bit. Oh, yeah. And did, did they bring back uh, good old Keith David? Yes, of course, dude. Fucking Keith David is the man. Um, He's back. Um, t- um, the voice actor who does Tolly's back, which is great because I always loved Tolly. Tolly was my favorite from the first one. Um, oh, I'm not gonna say. Anything. I was gonna say something, but I was like, no, I should save it. <laughs> Shouldn't really say anything. <laughs> um, let's just say I'm going for her. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been like the romance in here is a lot. There's a lot more to it. You can end up with a lot more people this time. There are some people, like the one Subject Zero, who is like, look, I really appreciate these talks and all, but I'm kind of not into the female thing, so we should end this here. <laughs> I was like, I was just talking to you. I didn't fucking say anything. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Um, wow. Another new guy, Morden, is hilarious. The way he talks is great. He's a superman, and he's funny just to listen to. Very, he's that scientist guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Quick, very fast-paced. Um, the combat this time around? Holy shit. I know, Brian, last podcast you complained about the combat. Yeah. You were like, this is kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2 took those complaints and said, here you go, this is genius now. Um, cover works quick, efficiently. You're no longer commanding both people to a spot. You command each of the two squad members to their own individual positions. You can call them back or you can tell them just to go straight ahead into the firefight. Um, When you're healing, it's quick. You bring up... I don't know how it is on PC. On 360, you bring up the little um, menu. Click on that real quick. They're healed. They're getting back up and you're still into the fight. Um, There's no overheating this time. It's reloading these thermal clips. So you kind of have to find ammo, but ammo is usually pretty plentiful. Heavy weapons, not as much, um, because now you have rocket launchers and other weapons, like grenade launchers and stuff, um, which you don't get as much ammo. I will say I have this one weapon that is just destroys everything in its path. I'm not going to say what it is yet, because you got to find it. Um, and that's the other thing. You have to buy these upgrades for or prototypes for weapons, armor, all this. And to do that, unlike the first one where you just drive around empty planets in your Mako collecting minerals and stuff for no reason, you actually now scan planets. Um, you scan planets waiting for this seismic bar to jump up and tell you whether it's iridium, element zero, palladium, or platinum. And basically... When it hits like a really high peak, it gives you a ton of this mineral. The lower peaks give you less. Sometimes you can get two at one time, three at one time. It seems kind of tedious, but I think it's a lot better. Because I can go through these planets and take it from rich in minerals to depleted within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. But it's cool because it actually gives you something else to do. Um I'm trying to think what else is there. Um to bypass security or other things, you can now do hacking or the bypass method. Bypass, it's kind of like a matching game. 
there's four pairs of symbols. I thought five. No, Maybe there's four. Four, there's four, four or five. So you pair them up without making mistakes, and you can get money out, unlock doorways, stuff like that. It's not just that little... Um, the PC had it where you had to get that reticle down to the middle. Yep. And the old Xbox was like button presses. You had to do like a sequence of button presses as they popped mm-hmm, up. Yeah. Like almost... Not Simon Says. What was the other one? Where it's like button... Like the red lit up. You had to hit it as quickly as possible or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. I thought it was Simon Said. No, oh, Simon Says you had to remember. No, well, Simon Says is... Simon Says... Show you know push the A button, and you push the A button. Oh okay. It was like A B whatever. This time you do that, or there's another one where you match code. It's basically um, code going across the screen. There's little these red boxes with X's that'll mess you up and set you back one. But if you can match up three sets of code without messing up or without running out of turn or tries you'll be able to hack through as well. They're not the best. People want... I've heard some people complain that they're not great mini-games, but I think they're better than what they had. It's a lot more interesting, in my opinion. Um, overall, the graphics look even better than the first one. There's no screen popping. I haven't had a frame rate issue yet. Um, I do kind of miss the Mako at times. I know a lot of people hated driving that thing. I kind of miss that you don't use it at all. But I like the fact when you go down to planets, now you're just dropping a shuttle and there's your mission. Oh, yeah, when you're scanning, planets for minerals, sometimes you'll come across anomalies. And basically when you hit this little white dot on the planet, that's the anomaly, it shows there's a new mission and you can land and that's what you can do. You'll find a lot of side missions on planets and far-off galaxies and systems. It adds a lot to it. I'm I'm trying to go through every planet before I hit Endgame. To make sure I've got all the side missions done and stuff like that. Um, conversations are better. Um, Paragon, the stats... Are, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on about this game forever. Um, <laughs> stats are a lot better now. Basically, you have four or five things. Shepard has about five stats that you can manipulate. Each person has three from the beginning. If you unlock their loyalty, they have an extra one. And you put points towards these. If you max them out, you get to choose between two different degrees of how you want them to be able to use it. Like, let's say you have, like, a biotic power. You can say, I want them to do, like, heavy damage, where it's just one single person, and you fuck them up. Or you can say, I want to target multiple enemies, or that's the way you can make the powers go. So it adds a degree to your strategy of how you want to handle things. Same with Shepard. So they added a lot to it, and there's really not a lot bad to say about it. Um... Right now, I'm at a loss for what I thought was negative, and there were some negative things. There wasn't much. Um, I really can't think of it right now. I thought the planet scanning was kind of slow at times, but as you upgrade your ship, because at first I was like, man, this planet scanning sucks. But as you get ship upgrades, you get one that even makes it quicker to Mm. scan planets, which I was like, oh, shit, this is better now, because it almost doubles the speed. Um, I kind of don't like the fact that when you're traveling galaxies and you're between two different like um, clusters or whatever of planets you have to shoot through and you're using gas so you have to buy gas you have to buy probes (laughs) 
Um, probes don't bother me as much as the gas because it uses a shit ton of gas just going a little bit away. Oh, yeah. Oh, it definitely does. You get fuel cell upgrade later, stuff like that. Everything is like on the ship is kind of upgradable later. Um, I will say only one thing. The more loyal you make your crew, the better upgrades is the better chance you and your crew will survive at the end of the game. So they actually make it to where, okay, I have this crew. As long as I beat this boss, everybody lives. No, you need to make sure that that crew is tight-knit, your ship is tight-knit, everything is ready to go at the end. Because I only know a couple people who have made it through with everyone. Oh, really? um, If you're playing Renegade, like... It's harder to get loyalty. Yeah, I was going to say. It really is, like, because some of the people aren't looking for that. But Paragon, man, I'm like, I'm a big Paragon person on my first playthrough. Next one will be Renegade. Oh, that's another thing. I know Ben's seen this. Um, You have those interrupts now. Yep. Basically, when you're in the middle of an argument, you can stop the conversation with Paragon or a Renegade moment as they flash on the screen. Some, you only have like a second to hit. I was in the middle of talking to some chick, and I remembered it from the first game, and the Renegade one popped up, and I just saw it pop up, so I was like, oh, I gotta hit it! Not realizing it was Renegade, and I punched the shit out of her. Oh, <laughs> was it like, the that was fucking awesome! Was it was it the uh, the reporter? Yeah. So but, spoilers. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Hey, yeah. people are skipping ahead. You already warned them. <laughs> Trying to keep it spoiler free, though. There was one time though where I was like playing like this role with somebody as a bad cop. And I was doing a couple Renegades, and the guy's like, look, kind of slow down, relax. So I was like, okay, I'm going to skip the next Renegade moment. And it sits on the screen for like ten seconds. I'm like, fuck it, I'll hit it. It's like the game will tempt you. Yeah. It's like, okay, we did this one for a second, because the first time I missed it, and I was like, fucking reload that. What the fuck was that? (laughs) So, but this one, I was like sitting there and sitting there. I'm like, no, no, fine. Okay, I'll press it. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so they do a, gr- like, there was actually a scene where I had to make a choice at one point, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what to choose. Like, I stopped, and I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's tough. They throw some decisions at you where you're like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. Like, er, people have played the first one. When it comes down to choosing Caden or Ashley, I'd never even thought twice. I was like, kill that douche. (laughs) I was like, I don't give a fuck about him. Like, so literally, I didn't. (laughs) Um, Seth Green steals the show when you go to conversations. After every mission, talk to him. Yeah, I really like, like, right away, once I started talking to him, I'm like, I'm sold on on him being... his character was just amazing, at least for the very short time I played. Yeah. Trust me, he's even better than the second one. Because he interacts with the ship's AI. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he hilarious. hates her, because her, it's Trisha Helfer on there. Hates it at first. But as it goes on, the jokes get better and better. <laughs> nice. Um, I gotta say, they, they talked about it in the Rebel FM one. This one scene where you're kind of in this role as Joker... And he says something, and Edie, the ship's AI, goes, I like seeing humans on their knees. <laughs> Joker just, you see the camera pan on Joker, and this look on his face is like, what? 
And it does feel like they say, it feels like you're just standing there for like forever. And then when it cuts back, but you realize it was like a split second. Because even you, you're like, I can't believe she just said that shit. <laughs> and she's like, it's a joke. <laughs> she tells him it's a joke. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Dude, the whole... Like, no, seriously, it's a joke. The whole thing with them interacting is great. There's like a point where you tell them to stop flirting with the AI. Nice. Yeah, the whole conversation's better because you can be in like serious mode, whatever, but there's always these jokes that pop up. That make it really personal. Because, you know, in real life, even if there's bad things going on, there's always somebody making a joke here or there. Right. Trying to keep things positive. And they do that in this game, and I love that. Bioware, kudos, you got rid of everything that was wrong with the first game, upgraded it, and said, we're going to make this even better. Now, it's not as RPG-like, though. It's more action-based. It's like rpg light. But Bethesda could learn a thing or two from Oh, jeez. Don't even start that. Seriously, no. You know what? The combat and all is so much improved in this game, but Bethesda has a lot to learn. And the fact that there's not a lot of glitches, I ran into one where I was talking to a guy, and at the end of the conversation, it was stuck on this camera angle, and all I could see was my shepherd running back and forth <laughs> in front of it. And I'm like, God damn it! So I saved it and reloaded, and it fixed the glitch. And I only had one more part where a geth it was, like, stuck in a rock. And it was barely sticking out, so I started shooting the arm that was sticking out, and it killed him. So. Those are the only two glitches I ran into. I haven't ran into any glitches on the PC. Considering Fallout, it was like shipped with glitch galore. Well, that's, that's a lot to learn from Bioware. Storytelling-wise, gameplay-wise, presentation-wise. I'm saying it. Fuck it. <laughs> Bioware is only proving why they're the best um, RPG company out there and storytellers. Like, they're, I do want to say, I'm not going to say what, but if you've read the books, there are references to what happened in books, in some of the books, um, especially the second one, because it was more current to the storyline, in this game, and it's really cool. Really enjoyed that. I like knowing that what you've read in the books is thrown in here. And they've already announced the third book is coming out this June. So it kind of keeps your Mass Effect fix going. Mass Effect 2, got to pick it up. I can't believe a game this early in the year is already pushing that game of the year contention. Like, no joke, this will be a game of the year contention, if not the fact that it may make it to the end of the year and to the top. I mean... They've taken the level of storytelling in games and how you feel about characters and decisions you make to a whole new level. I should ju- I should just put up a review say listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really desperate to get people to listen to us, dude? I- I've said this is all just gonna be written in words. <laughs> and I get to writing the review and I finish the game. I'm very close to finishing the game, but I'm just trying to get all the side stuff done. The whole thing with the collectors is crazy, and there's a point in the game that something happens with the collectors that piss me off so bad, I'm just ready to fuck them up. Like, I was I, like, fuck these assholes, I'm ready to kill them. Who the fuck are they? They're the basically the enemies in this game. Oh. If you've seen the commercials, have you seen them at all? 
Not really. The trailer? Not really. Okay. If you've seen the commercial the trailer, everybody out there, they're the ones that are, like, coming to these colonies or whatever and kind of, like, taking the humans. But there's something that happens later in the game that you're going to be like, fuck these assholes, let's fucking go. <laughs> it looks like Starship Troopers. You're just going to kill them all. Oh, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> you're Johnny Rico. Yeah. And there's not a thing about story that I'm picking up that I don't want to hear or read. Like, and I can't wait for the second playthrough. <laughs> so, Ben, what did you think? <laughs> Since this is, like, it's the only thing you've been playing. I, I, I've been playing Star Trek Online also, but um, I have to say is I agree with everything Mike said. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more than I, I can add to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really? Yeah, sorry, I, mean, I kind of took over. I got love mode. It's like, whoosh. I'm sorry, every listener. You, I should have warned you. You should have brought a towel. <laughs> you might need uh, to clean your shit off. I, I wouldn't go that far, but um, I've been I've been playing Mass Effect 2 on the PC, and I'm loving the game as well. I mean, it just I just leave my disc in, in the CD drive, and I just pretty much just go. Um, and it's just. Every single time I load and, and play the game, it's just the experience is there, the storytelling is there, the the graphic is there, the the voice acting. I mean, just pretty much everything about the game is just there. Like Mike said, it's what February second, all right. Yep. Game came out last last week, January twenty sixth, and. <laughs> If this game does not win Game of the Year in 2010, then I have no idea what other games should blow this game out of the water, to be honest with you. Because I'm looking at all the uh, all the games that's supposed to be coming out this year. I don't see one Fall game. See, I don't even think that is going to be a strong... I mean, it's going to be a strong contention, but not the way that Mass Effect has been telling the story. I have to agree as a Final Fantasy fanboy over the years... My problem is, it's another Final Fantasy game, and I just feel it's going to follow the same formula it's followed. Pretty much. It's going to take a lot of change for that to really pick up and be like, holy shit, this game is finally where Final Fantasy should be. I mean, yeah, unless they really did some some drastic changes from 12 to 13. I, I I, I can see it being a top 5 game, maybe at least top 10. But I, I don't see it being a strong contention for Game of the Year. I, I'm but, just throwing it out there. No, I, no, I know. I mean, right now for me, if we, it, it, like you asked me right now, with, with my Game of the Year for 2010, that's effective. Straight, straight up. Even though I we're mean, a month I mean, in, I mean, that? I know, even though we're a month in, and I know there's some games coming out, God of War 3 and... um. What's the other ones? Dante's Inferno, Bioshock 2. Star Wars like, Online, and so on and so forth. Uh, Star Wars won't be till next year. Oh, that's right. But, yeah. I, I just... It's going to take a lot to beat the overall package that Mass Effect 2 is. There will probably be games that do the combat better. There will probably be some games that do graphics better or something like that. But I just don't see them doing the whole overall storytelling interaction and how you connect with the characters better 
than this game with the games that I have seen lined up for this year. And it's kind of like, damn, did Bioware just really fuck up everybody else's game for the rest of the year? Like, I want to see more games with this type of interaction. I want to see a first-person shooter that gives me this type of interaction. Bioshock does for a lot of people. And I know that. But I don't think Bioshock 2 will. We'll have to wait and see when uh, it, the multiplayer was actually pretty pretty impressive. I'm not picking it up, and I probably won't touch it. So see, I tried I mean, twice to play through Bioshock, and I couldn't do it. See, th- th- this is the one thing that I like about Mass Effect. It's got no uh, multiplayer. They pretty much focus everything in, like the storytelling and everything on the game. It's, it's. I think it's about the overall experience in Mass in Mass Effect. To be honest with you. And the other thing, like when you're watching the loading screen. Oh, I wanted to say this. They got rid of the elevators. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, yeah, the loading was... screens, though, are kind of cool. You're kind of looking at like um, a computer diagram of a ship or whatever. But it's actually showing you what's happening during the load screen. Whether you're going from one floor to another on the ship, it shows like this diagram, and here's like the elevator going down. When you're shuttling into a planet as the loading screen's going, it shoots. It's showing the shuttle going to that planet. Yeah, it actually shows you what what you're doing. Yeah, like it, like especially when you're in um in the the Citadel, and you're going from one location to another, you see your hover car. Going from yeah. that location to the next. So it's kind of like a cool overlay um, screen for your loading screen. And they'll show you like little tips at the bottom. And my favorite, which is like, hell yes, it goes, you can make sure to play through the game. Or no, what does it say? It says Mass Effect 3 will be able to import your save file. <laughs> well, I was like, fuck yes! It's basically telling people, get ready for this shit. <laughs> no, but my favorite one, my favorite one, and I'm like, I can't believe they actually have this up here. My favorite one is, shotgun works well in close range. You're like, thanks, John Madden. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, yeah, it's cool. Like, um, One last thing for me. Speaking of the shotguns or whatever, there's, like, some things that you unlock for research and stuff that is very crew member specific. Like, a certain shotgun for somebody, or sniper rifle, or their biotic powers get a boost. Like, legendary weapons. Yeah. Which is cool. I really enjoyed that, and I honestly could tell you right now, I haven't even finished this game, but I can't wait for Mass Effect 3. And... I know that it's supposed to be a trilogy and it's supposed to end at Mass Effect 3, but I hope they start doing, like, shoot-offs in the universe. You hope they start doing Mass Effect 3 ODST? Oh, God, no. But I wanted to... I wanted amongst, like, Mass characters... Wars. Well, I wanted amongst characters that you've ran into, not just random people they decide to throw into this universe. Like, I want somebody that was maybe a crew member in the first game or the second game, and I want to follow them into another title. Or somebody you came across that's an important NPC... That's not on your crew, and show me what they went through and why I'm dealing with them at this point. I think there's so many stories, which they're covering a lot in these books, which I like, but I want to see more. I want more of this universe. Like, this universe is, there's, this comparison is like Star Wars meets Star Trek, (laughs) 
and other sci-fi like futuristic thrown together. It's like all these things combined, and they just said, "Here you go. We're going to present you with epicness." <laughs> Epic is the term for Mass Effect Two. That's it. Epic. And I will tell you guys right now, if you're listening, you have not played Mass Effect 1, you need to play that shit. Do not go into this game without playing it. Because there are things in Ma- that it will make decisions for you for Mass Effect 1, like the council was killed, you killed Rex. Like, don't do that. Play through the game, get your choices in there, and know what you're going into with the second game. you got to know the story for Mass Effect 1 to play this. You really do to understand some of the moments that go on. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there going, well, I don't understand what's going on. What, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why are they acting like this? Play through Mass Effect 1. It's There are problems with Mass Effect 1, and I've admitted that. But you have to, to really enjoy and get the most out of this whole universe and the continuity of the story. I'm done. <laughs> I need a towel. I'll be back. Mass Effect was sponsored by AgriGamer's yeah. chief editor, Michael Cohen. Can you hear that? I'm wiping off. Oh, oh. That's, not nice. <laughs> that's not right. So, Ben, why don't you tell us a little about Star Trek Online, since technically it's out as of yeah. today. As of today, it's actually out right now. But Star Trek Online is still really fun. Um, just, is there a new addiction? Um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> What's that? Come back. No. <laughs> Come back to WoW. I am not going back to WoW. Don't do Cataclysm's it. coming soon. Come back to WoW. Fuck Cataclysm. Yeah, you yeah, say that. Come on. But anyways, um, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I have a couple buddies on there. Corey's also on there, too. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, the, the four of us is just roaming around the galaxy, killing Klingons, other species, with the Borg and all that stuff. And I finally got to the point where I was uh, at the end of beta. So I get to experience new things from now on instead of the same missions that I was doing in beta. So, I mean, the, the one thing that we're, the one thing that we're having issues with is, was the, uh, the downtime, the unexpected downtimes that they were having over the weekend in the head start. I mean, a lot of people in the forums was complaining. I mean, it was just like, it's like, this is not no head start. This is a fail start. I mean, it well, was just, not, uh, it was on. comments like that. It was just, it was, okay, for me, it's hilarious because the people are like actually taking the time to go in and, you know, making comments like that. And, you know, Welcome there's, to there's, Ion. yeah, this one comment that I found hilarious is like, they need to remake the. They need to rename the game from Star Trek Online to Star Trek Offline. Oh wow, that's <laughs> original. <laughs> oh, I'm like really. I mean, it, it was it was pretty funny. I, it I doesn't it was... matter, Trekkies. The old Republic oh. is gonna be so much better. All I have to say <laughs> is it is gonna own my soul. I it's, probably, it's probably gonna own mine too once once it gets up. But all I have to say is this. Be patient with the game. The game just came out. Yes. I mean, no, there is no server lag or anything like that. Yes, you're going to experience some issues. Do the developers quickly realize it and fix it? Yes, that's why there's been six, seven patches since the head start. 
we will go through this. <laughs> it's only been a week. I mean, like a few days, really. But just deal with it. Sorry, Old Republic. Bioware made MMO. I, no, I'm, 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 exci- I'm actually excited. I'm excited. I know for it. you are. How many freaking bargain bins do we have with Star Wars in it? You yeah. tell me. I mean... Yo, you tell us. Yeah, you're the one that tells us. It was us. like five, six weeks in a row. It was like, I have Star Wars, like, oh my god, again. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm a fan. I can't wait. I'm a fan of Star Wars. I won't say I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of the original trilogy, but I'm not like a huge Star Wars nerd. I'm now a Mass Effect nerd. I love the universe. Oh, you're oh, a I want bio, all you're information. A, you're a Bioware nerd. That's what you I are. I agree I'm a Bioware fanboy, but it's the Mass Effect universe that I'm really into. I like to learn everything about each race and stuff like that. And oh, So you sit there and read all the the codex and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> With that guy's voice. Oh, it annoys me, though. <laughs> There's something. The guy who reads while you're trying to do the codex, sometimes I'm like, shut up. It's not a horrible voice. Just after a while, I'm like, shut up. I just want to read. Shut up. <laughs> but, um, so, we've, let's, we're done with, um, what we've been playing. <laughs> Took us long enough, um, but okay. Welcome back to those who are looking to skip past the Mass Effect 2. Oh, uh, yeah. We, uh, we will, well, I, I, no one else, I'm going to apologize to our listeners who, Brian's just that. mad that he's not there to play it yet. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still I'm still in the Citadel in the first one. I, Dude, you can run I need to get back to it. Oh, man, you're going to be there like for a while. Hours. You can run the story in 12 hours. I understand that, but I'm the type of person who, now that I can scan these damn keepers, I'm going to find every single one of these fucking guys. Dude, that was a fucking pain in my ass. Dude, I finally was like, I almost gave up until I randomly found the last one. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find that those guys because let me tell you right I'm now, I'm just that obsessed. Find the fact that points them out because you will need it and mark them off. I didn't have a picture, but I found one that actually explained each one, and I had to check them off because I finally had to start running back through each one. Yeah. Till I found the one that I never checked off because I ran through three times before I went to a fact because I was like, I can't take it anymore, and then the fact was like. I must have messed up because I ran across the last one that I had already checked off. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck, I'm so confused. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I... Yeah. So, I'll end up doing that. <laughs> Good luck with that. Comment. My wallpaper at work on my computer is Mass Effect 2. Oh, God. <laughs> no surprise there. It's not right. <laughs> Brian, it's Mike. It's never right. Just so you know that if uh, I was going to make a comment about this being a you know a young girl, people would be like, "That's disturbing." <laughs> All of a sudden, next week it's like Michael Camacho is quitting uh, <laughs> Agro Gamer. He is now going to be the new PR guy for Bioware. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's really at that point. I think it's getting close. Hey, average Joe gamer guys, you guys remember that Halo Three ODST? Oh God, yeah. This, this is, is our one. version of that shit. I yeah. think they have one for Mass Effect. They had actually. one for a while too. I gotta tell you guys. Oh God, the one for a while. Nate, I, I was like, oh come on, guys. Nate and West 
congrats to you for joining the fold. No. Congrats to you. No. Nate come and to Frostwolf. Both of you, come to Frostwolf. We'll get you in our guild, and you'll have fun, because we're not a serious guild. But we are a fun guild. I was going down the names of the guild the other night for you guys. Dragonbird. Yep. Um, two in the pink. God. Nate and Wes, I feel bad for you guys. You guys need to quit now before you guys get no. too upset. Keep going. No. We'll, our guild will get you to level 60 like that. Oh, I'm fuck. telling you right now, we will get you to level 60. Hopefully you guys recruited each other because you can get the experience for it. And we'll get you to level 60. Come to Frostwolf. You better not be doing PvE because I will slap both of you at PAX East or at least Nate. <laughs> wait, they're not all. Wait, I don't know. They never said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they never said where they were. I'm just saying, better be on PvP. Take those deaths like a man. It sucks. <sighs> I am not going back to WoW. No, you're not. Don't do no. it, man. Don't be I'm that not. guy. No. I, I was getting shot while on my flying mount. I was getting pissed. I was like, gotta go higher, higher. <laughs> I did get the achievement on WoW for um, fall 65 yards without dying. Since yeah. I'm a rogue, I got the thing that lets me fall further, plus I got the glyph that lets me fall further. So I'm on the mountain, I'm like, lose mount. Ah, boom. Achievement. Yes. <laughs> no, the the best one is when you're a paladin, just fly all the way up, and like where you can't fly anymore, and just demount and just watch yourself fall, and then just bubble as soon as you, right before you hit the ground. That's funny. See, <laughs> so you want to play again. No. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying that I did that before. Uh-huh. You want to play again. You love it. Um, bargain bin. What you got? My bargain bin for this week is coming from Gamefly.com. So if you have a membership there, you, of course, you can get the 10% off of it. This week is coming from the Xbox 360. It is prototype but made by Activision and whatnot. So if you don't know what prototype is, you're fired. Is uh, yeah, pretty much you're fired because it's one of the goriest games that you can probably think of that's out there. Um, you're just some random guy running around New York City and chopping people up with your new special powers. Um, the game I had plan. a lot of fun with the game. I just don't. I didn't feel like it was fun enough to keep playing when I was done. I was kind of, like, eh, I'm done. I've had my fill. Yeah. But it was a cool game, and I recommend it to anybody at this price. It's definitely worth the pickup. Um. I even, it's yeah, what sixteen nineteen with your ten percent off. Yes. So it's eighteen dollars normally, seventeen ninety nine. So you really can't go wrong. It's under twenty bucks. I agree it's with Ben. This, this is a good choice. Yeah, it's. it's is yeah. it on three sixty and PS three for that price? I thought prototype was three sixty exclusive. Mm-mm. It's on both. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, Activision's going to get as much money as they can. They don't care. It's yeah, also on true. PC. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, we already heard on the DL from Brian with Sodium 1 on home, so don't forget to check that out. And I'm going to bring you my Netflix picks. This week I'm going to bring you a trio of Korean movies by the director Chan Wook Park. They are his films that of the Revenge Trilogy. Um, first one is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Basically, it's about um, a deaf guy who is romantically involved with um, a revolutionary, and the guy basically sells his kidney on the black market to get his older sister um, a life-saving transplant. Basically, the guy gets ripped off, 
and him and the person he's romantically involved with kidnap, well, as the description likes to say, borrow, but kidnap the daughter of a capitalist boss, and they raise the necessary funds that way. Um, it was the first in the trilogy, so I'm going to go in order. Old Boy is the one that's most widely known. It's a movie about, well, it stars um, Choi Min-sik, one of the, I think one of the best actors in Korea at this point. Um, basically, he's imprisoned for about 15 years and let out without a reason why. Um, full suit, he meets a young lady, and he's trying to get revenge for the people that put him in while... At the same time, he's supposed to be trying to find out why he was in prison, not why he needs to get revenge. But it has a twist in there that fuck you up. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> nice. I mean, it will. You'll be like, "What the hell?" And Ben, stop typing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> trying to concentrate. I'm fired. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, again, third time today, fourth, I don't know. Um, and finally, there's Lady Vengeance, or Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. It's basically um, a lady's going to, going to prison uh, because she was basically betrayed by a man for a death, and she was incarcerated for a while. She gets out, and she immediately plots revenge with um, help from her fellow inmates, along with... Um, some of the people whose um, victims, were, the parents of some of the victims. So, the ending of the movie, all, all these movies are extremely graphic, gory. Um, I do want to go back to Old Boy real quick. There's a hallway scene with Choi Min Sick and a hammer that is the fucking best fucking fight scene in a movie ever, period. Gotta see it. So, all the movies are good. I don't know if there's dubs, but if not, put up with the subtitles. Just awesome. Always good. The guy, um, Chamuk Park, puts great detail into his films and just really showcases revenge in a very awesome way. So, that's my Netflix picks. Those three, go check them out. Um, all three of them are on Instant Watch. Um, well, normally we'd be doing our topic of discussion, but I think both will agree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hold it off for next episode. <laughs> as this, as my Mass Effect, uh, fapping session. Yeah. Went on yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> That's alright. But, uh, you know, I think we have a really good one. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about sequels. Uh, kind of, you know, like, um, how you feel about them. Are they just, uh, rehashing the same thing over and over again or is it actually giving you know are they giving us another chance to sort of like um mike feels about mass effect is giving us another chance to explore the universe further uh so if you have any ideas you know send them to uh aggrocast at aggregamer.com or um make a comment in our uh, in the in the article so yeah, and I do want to say one of the reasons why I'm glad we're not talking about this is cuz I'd be talking about mass effect more so yeah, I kind of don't want to oversaturate more than I already have. So, 
save that for next week, especially after I finish the game, and I can tell you how much I nutted afterwards. Once again, oh, I mean, um, how much I kind of uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> Once again, Mass Effect is sponsored by Michael Camacho, the editor, chief editor of AgroGamer.com. <laughs> hey, I'm not the only one. All I got to say is listen to all the podcasts lately. Oh, uh, Mass no, Effect is blowing everybody's minds away. It, no, it, it is. I've been listening, and it's just like just all it is is just Mass Effect. Yeah. And you know what? You know, I'm not complaining because it is a great game, especially early in 2000. Uh, it's a great way to kick off 2010, to be honest with you. I agree. So, I mean, it's it's just a great way to kick it off. I mean, pretty. I mean, real soon you're gonna we're gonna have Final Fantasy 13, which can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, I do want to say, if you enjoyed the discussion on Mass Effect and you don't mind hearing a bit of spoilers. Check out the last hour plus of Rebel FM from this past um, episode. Or skipped the, it. I'm sure you did. You still haven't played any, so <laughs> that's why I try to keep as many spoilers out as possible, especially the major ones. Um, but yeah, check that out. Um, um, he never got a chance, but Patrick Joint was back on the Geek Box, oh. and he was going to talk about it, but really didn't get the chance. So maybe next week. <laughs> this is about the one time I'll deal with him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different podcasts. I look forward to hearing Average Joe Gamer talk about it. They have to. I oh, know yeah, Eric. I know Eric's ready for it. No, they they really. I think they already have their podcast up for it. Did they? Yeah. Uh, last uh, one. They, last one I heard they were only talking about Wow. No, they they just rec- recently uploaded one uh, about a, a couple of days ago. The title of it is called "We Are Massively Affected." Oh, I'll have to download that. Let me refresh because it's obviously not showing up. There it is. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, go check out Average Show Gamers last episode, <laughs> episode 59. Listen to more Mass Effect talk. Oh, by the way, this past pack, CADCAT, Mass Effect 2. <laughs> it's not uh, right. Giant Bombcast had a special Mass Effect 2 episode where they interviewed one of the developers. Jeez. Oh, by the way. The last um, Giant Bombcast. They talk about Star Trek Online and Mass Effect 2. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that one. Ah! 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 <laughs> Brian's like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, they're ending soon, right? Ski, 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 ski! Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... You know where to find us. Uh, um, Pwn.com, Twitter.com. We have uh, G Nitro. That's all one word. No dash, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Church forty two fifty two for Ben. That's me. And for me, you got Quiglin. Q U I G L I N. Go and, save the universe with Shepard. And <laughs> if you want to find me in Star Trek Online, I am Hoka H O U K A at Church forty two fifty two. Yeah, we've never done that. Um. Brian, what's your lot row if people want to find you? Yeah, if you're looking for me, I am Malchior, M-A-L-C-H-I-O-R, on the uh, Arkenstone uh, server. So, look and me up. People looking for me on WoW. My main character, well, all my characters are on Frostwolf, but my main character is Chisame um, Alliance. I am, that is C-H-I-S-A-M-E. And you can find me there. I'm in the guild called Portals. 
we are there's a lot of Valve geeks in that. <laughs> in there. And Team Fortress 2 geeks. Nice. I hate them. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> but if you join our guild, I do warn you, they are a foul bunch. No. Really? That's a shocker. Something that was said on our Ventrilo was this week was I was like, I said to somebody, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. And somebody goes, I want balls in my mouth. And I was like, okay, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. That <laughs> kind of kept escalating. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm surprised no one bust out the Duke Nukem uh, soundboard. Nah, it's balls of steel. Nah, they probably banned me. <laughs> I kept trying to tell them. They were like, where the hell have you been? I was like, Mass Effect 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now I got my friend Justin. He's trying to finish Mass Effect 1 so he can get Mass Effect 2. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he man. still hasn't finished Dragon Age. <laughs> God. Yeah, that would be nice if I had like one month of not working so I could actually play video games all the time. That'd be nice. Yeah, I've been playing about four or five hours a night of Mass Effect 2. I'm in 33 hours now. Yo. I thought it was going to be 27. <laughs> Not when you want to get everything done. Damn. Actually, I just read a tweet from uh, Nicole Z. She said, I'm getting close to beating Mass Effect 2, but first I must scan every single planet twice. I'm Is that so... an achievement? I'm going to have to look. I'll do it. No, <laughs> I'm not sure. We but... know. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> So wrong. Actually, all the achievements I've been getting in Mass Effect 2 have come without me really searching them out. Yeah, it, it's what? just coming just throughout, just playing through the game. Yeah. So. So. Alright, so we will end this because I can keep going on and on and on. We know. Yes, we know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hopefully yeah. next week, well, no, I'll probably have beaten the game by the next episode, so be prepared for a little more Mass Effect 2, especially uh. with next week's discussion. <laughs> Yeah, alright. Well, well, it's one of the arguments for one side of the sequel, so... Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Cool. So, hey, I'm sure we'll talk about Bioshock in there as well, for those people who are fans of that. Oh, by the way, yeah, with games <laughs> like that coming out, look for more reviews coming up a lot over the next couple of months. My Mass Effect 2 review will be up soon, as well as we're going to have a... Um, David should be doing Bioshock 2 and Dante's Inferno, if he yes, can. I believe so. He's going to at least get Dante's Inferno up. Right. He's going to try to do Bioshock 2, but his main focus is Dante's. The gal fanboy in him just has to do it. <laughs> huh. I don't blame him. If, I mean, it's perfect game. My uh, Star Trek Online review will be coming up um, within the next few weeks because uh, I'm going to be playing through the game. Uh, extensively to get through the, mo- the well, majority of the experience or whatnot. So. Not really review... <clears throat> As much as wh- how the first 20 levels panned out. Or however far you get. I'm at level 12 right now. Okay. I kind of, so. like we've said before, I know people have seen Champions Online. It's not so much a review as basically, because you can't review an MMO. For, yeah, you can, because each experience is going to be yeah. different. I mean, I, I mean it's going to be my point of yeah. like what I saw and, and whatnot, but just... Just keep an eye out within the next yeah. few weeks. So yeah, definitely look for that for everybody interested in that game. Um, Brian, before we go, do you have any reviews coming up? That the next one I'm set for is uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, so that's this month. Yeah, that's towards the end of the month. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, if you are uh, interested in the game, they are doing a, an um, alternate reality game. Um, it's heavyrainps3.com and sign up. Um, I did do the uh, today. They had like this YouTube thing where you had to uh, keep a woman on the line and to find the killer. So tomorrow they'll have the evidence up. Um, I so I got I did that right and got the website to the where the evidence is. So cool. Yeah, it's so far been really cool. They've done good work on it, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was good. thinking about doing White Knight Chronicles, but I just don't have time for that. Nah, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What? Uh, just somebody is actually sending me the Get Smart 25-disc set of the complete series on Guzex. Nice. nice. For $60 worth of points, they'll get a tip, even though it's only another 50 points, but they'll get a tip. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I love that show. Okay, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, so and we are out till next episode. Peace. Peace. Death to the Alliance. For the horde. Mass Effect Two.